0: Hello, everyone. This is David Arkenstone. Welcome to Musical Tales from the Bamboo Room, where each week or so I'll share some things about my musical life, instruments and what I use to make my music, my recorded works, current events, what I'm up to, other interesting topics and I hope to have occasional guests to discuss their own musical journeys that also sometimes overlap with mine. So here we go. Since this is the first one of these I'm doing, I thought I would start by answering some questions and discussing my album from 1998, the Celtic Book of Days. It's one of my favorites and luckily for me it was pretty popular. Kind of came about from my love of Celtic music. I saw the Chieftains many times early in my life and they were just captivating picked up the penny whistle after i saw them and started to play that but the energy and the and the mood and the emotion of celtic music is what really got me hooked and then i started to experiment and make my own and then really really locked into some things on that particular album It was one of the first recordings I did for Wyndham Hill. I had done a previous one called Spirit Wind, and then I did Celtic Book of Days. I started by trying to figure out all the things I wanted to illustrate that were sort of how I felt about Celtic music and the emotion that it gave me. Wyndham Hill really got behind the record, and it even came out on cassette, which I don't think I've ever seen but it was pretty valuable. I'm going to have to buy one on eBay or something. The cover was done by a gentleman named Ken Backus who actually did an album of mine called In the Wake of the Wind for Narada Records, which was my first Grammy nomination. And so we got him to do the cover, and I remember my youngest son at the time said that I looked like Hercules because it was sort of a fancified version of me on the cover. So that was pretty cute. And then as we started to make plans to record, I realized I had I wanted to put some choir in there and accordion and penny whistle and flute and just get this whole instrumental collection together, including a string orchestra. I'm always thinking in an epic way. So I started writing knowing I was gonna have that palette and I started writing some of the songs. The album opened with a song called Equus Fair, which was my thinking about Renaissance fairs, and I always liked imagining running horses in a lot of my music, and that's probably why a friend of mine, a producer, selected me to do the theme for the Kentucky Derby, which they still use, which is an incredible honor, but I must have locked into something. Some people have said the album has really raw emotion and is a nice combination of galloping, whimsical and dramatic strings, organic vocals and haunting pipes, magical woodwinds. And they ask me which are my favorite tracks. When I think back, I think that a song called Storm Cry is one is up there It's very dramatic, and I got to play some flute and a large penny whistle on it, and it, has a, it just has a great energy. But then there's a song called In the Ancient Time, which I didn't play anything on. It was just It was arranged by a friend of mine, Carol Worthy, and we went up to Vancouver to record it with a choir at a college. And that was just so magical. The song is just, you know, sort of reminiscent of a group from Ireland called Anuna. Very inspirational to me. And we got a great result up there in Vancouver. Another one of my favorites is the Dragon's Breath, which I think was sort of inspired by Excalibur, the movie. There's a scene where Merlin is talking about the Dragon's Breath, which is like this creepy fog so I I wanted to just kind of illustrate that and and make a musical painting of that we had Eric Riggler play the pipes on that he played on several songs he's the piper who played on Braveheart and Titanic and he's just an incredible human being and incredible piper maybe he'll be a guest sometime And then possibly my favorite song on the album is a song called Behind Walls of Stone, in which I was trying to create an atmosphere where people would be sort of locked in their castle and there might be some danger on the horizon. And there's a a beautiful moment where the Latin choir comes in and we actually went to a uh, college to get somebody to translate the English that I wrote into Latin. I even did vocals on that song and a couple other songs, which was kind of fun because I'm not really known for vocals, but it just seemed like there was a uh, there was a need for it, and I, I chose songs that I thought I could do pretty well. The album closes with a song called "The Quest of College," and that was sort of a culmination of all the powerful kind of Celtic music that I've liked with the drums and the choir. And I tried to put everything in there. There's also a song called the festival, which we're playing on our upcoming tour, which was just my attempt at illustrating a fun day with that musical style. Then there's a song called Heart of Spring, which is just a beautiful kind of melody evocative of spring and uh, all the earth coming back to life. And that ended up being very emotional with the strings and flute and some of the guitar. Another fun thing about that year, 1998, the album came out in the early part of the year and then Michael Crawford, who debuted the Phantom of the Opera, was going on a huge tour and looking for a Celtic band to open it. Somehow I got hooked up with him and uh, we got to go on this tour and we played like 35 cities in that summer all over the country, arenas and big places that I'd never played before, which was super exciting. And then several of the musicians in his band have ended up playing with me just about to this day, so that that was a pretty pretty neat thing. We had a bus, and it was like the real thing. (laughs) Pretty exciting. That was a summer to remember. And Riverdance had just come out a little while before that, I think, and uh, so the Celtic fever was at a high during that time. And I was happy to sort of ride that wave and, and make my own contribution to that world. So I think that's it for this uh, episode. I want to just mention that we're going to be, depending on when you hear this, we're going to be on tour all of May in the Pacific Northwest. So you can go to my website, DavidArkinstone.com, and see if you're in the area. You might be able to catch a concert. It's a pretty fun show, I must say. I want to thank the fans, which is my special Facebook group, for their support and interest in everything I do. It's really cool. I hope I get to meet a lot of you one day. So thanks for listening, and stay tuned to wherever you found this podcast, because there's going to be more. Till then, take care. Bye-bye.